This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our first guest is not only his first season as head coach of the Denver Broncos, he's in his first season as a head coach, period. Vance Joseph was hired after coaching the secondaries at San Francisco, Houston, and Cincinnati before becoming, of course, the coordinator of the Miami Dolphins last season. He inherits a Denver team that's one year removed from a Super Bowl championship with one of the NFL's best defenses, and yet, better yet, he inherits us as his present company. Congratulations, Vance. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much, guys, and thanks for having me. Hey, Vance, you played your college ball at Colorado and also got your coaching start with the Buffaloes as a graduate assistant. How humbling is it sure. to return to the Rocky Mountains now as the head coach of the Broncos? Well, it's uh, it's very humbling. You know, I'm blessed. It's obviously a you know a dream, a dream job for me. You know, every job in this league is a dream job, but but to have a chance to come back to Colorado, you know, where I've got a bunch of friends and you know. You know, some family I adopted in college. It's it's a great opportunity. It's a it's a great place to raise a family. It's a great fan base, and it's a great place to live. You know, in general. So I'm excited about that part of it. When the NFL implemented the Rooney Rule in 2003, there were only two African Americans serving as NFL head coaches. This season, you're one of seven uh, head coaches in the NFL. How important do you think the Rooney Rule has been to sort of opening the door for qualified minority candidates? I think it's. Uh, it's a very important, you know, it's a it's a rule that kind of allows everyone to have a chance to interview for these jobs. You know, I've worked for a lot of great head coaches, you know, uh, you know, a couple of minority guys, you know, I mentioned in Marvin Lewis and Mike Singletary, you know, I mentioned in Marvin again. I mean, Marvin's going into his 15th year of being an NFL head coach. I mean, that's that's a good run, you know, for NFL head coach and I mean, he's done it the right way. He's kind of turned that that uh, football club from, you know, being an average football club to being a contender every year. So I think it's so important just to give everyone the opportunity to have to have a chance to interview for these jobs. And hopefully in the near future, guys, it won't even be a conversation. It is be the best candidates, you know, will have a chance to interview for the job. That's the we're goal. Spe- yeah, and I hope that's the reality, too. Uh, we're speaking with Denver I hope, coach I hope so. Vance Joseph on the Talk of Fame Network. Vance, they don't call you the Vance in Denver yet, do they? <laughs> if you went they to Colorado, you, you certainly remember Vance Johnson, don't you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They call me They call me more VJ than the Vance. No, That's, a good, Vance That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Anyway, we It depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I covered the Vance, and he was a piece of work. A good receiver, but he's a piece of work. Good player. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're speaking with Denver coach Vance Joseph on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Vance, um, you were undrafted coming out of college. I just mentioned that you played there in, uh, in Colorado, but you made the Jets as a free agent in 95, and I think you spent one year with the Colts. Um, how did your background as a player influence how you handle players now as a coach? Well, I think that's, you know, that was important times for me. You know, just having a chance to be on an NFL team and be in NFL camps, you know, three years. That kind of uh, that kind of gives you an idea of uh, of what the league's like, and you know it gives you an idea of being a player um, inside this league because it's it, it's a tough job. But but for me, I had a chance to meet a lot of good coaches. You know, during my three years, you know, I met I met uh, Peter Genta, 
who's been a coordinator for a long time in the league. He's in New Orleans. I met Coach Kubiak. I met Coach Shanahan. So I met a bunch of coaches that I still talk to today. So I always say this, you know, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't a great NFL player, but I had a chance to be in three or four camps, and it kind of kind of helped me along in my coaching career, you know. And so the playing days wasn't great, but the guys I met and the coaches I met and was around, you know, still mentor me and, ha- and have helped me, you know, throughout my uh, coaching career. Who was the greatest influence? As a college coach, I would say Coach McCartney, who I played for um, at Colorado. As an NFL coach, I would say Mike Nolan, because Mike Nolan was my first of NFL head coach. He kind of taught me how to coach NFL football. It's different, you know, how to put the hours in and how to how to defend uh, NFL offenses and just how to handle a room and those things. I mean, you know, part of part of going from college to pros is really handling handling the players, and that's that's a huge huge part of coaching when you're. Uh, in the NFL coming from college, just, you know, how to manage the players. Now you coordinated a, a 4-3 defense last season at Miami that obviously back here in sure. New England we saw a lot. Uh, now you've yeah, inherited yeah. a 3-4 yeah, you know, scheme there in Denver. How much did you benefit as a coach from serving for a stretch uh, under Wade Phillips, uh, who's maybe one of the best 3-4 minds of his generation? A lot, guys. You know, my, you know, my first, my first uh, I would say, seven or eight years in the NFL – it was it was within a 34 defense, and every guy I work for have worked for Wade previously, like Mike Nolan I mentioned earlier, uh, Billy Davis, uh, Greg Minuski. So all those guys I worked for my first seven or eight years were all Wade guys. So I've been around uh, Wade's system for a long time, and then my my second job was with Wade in Houston. So I had the privilege of uh, working in Wade's system and working uh, with Wade um, in Houston for three seasons. Um, after that, I went to Cincinnati. And they were a 4-3 defense, and, uh, you know, obviously Mike Zimmer was leading that group. And, you know, Mike's kind of like Wade as a 4-3 guy. I'm, I mean, he's kind of the godfather of the 4-3 pressure, uh, pressure package defenses. So I was with Cincinnati for, for two seasons. So just being around good coaches, guys, in general kind of helps you grow as a coach. You know, you never, you never stop learning as a coach. And uh, being with Zim after being with Wade – in my opinion, made me a better coach. It made me ready to be a coordinator in Miami because I took a lot from those two guys and kind of blended and made it one system. You know, so for me, it was it was awesome having the chance to go to Cincy and and learn Coach Zimmer pressure package along with Wade's thirty four principles. Vance, I want to ask you a question. I'm sure you haven't heard before this year, and that's your quarterbacks. <laughs> your quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, you got two of them. Two of them going for their starting position: Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. What decides that position battle, and, and when would you expect to make it? I mean, is it going to be during training camp? Uh, is there a front runner? How are you going to make that decision? Well, I'll say this, guys. You know, simply, you know, who plays the position the best, and that's who's going to win the, win the job. But, you know, playing quarterback in this league comes down to a lot of things, decision-making, uh, ball placement, putting the offense to the right play, you know, command of the huddle. So all those things will obviously have an effect on who wins the job. But the bottom line, whoever plays the best for our football team, it's going to win the job. Um, I'm not concerned about a time frame. I'm more concerned about uh, having the right guy for our football team. So if it's if it comes down to you know week before our opener, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because that means the best guy will win the job. That's my only concern there. And and I'm not concerned about um, you know having having one guy in a huddle with one group the entire off season or training camp. Uh, in my opinion, that's not important because the guys around those guys are doing their job. Whoever's the quarterback, they're doing their job. So once we decide who's the best for our football team, you know, whether it's you know sooner or later, 
you know, we're about uh, picking the best guy. Vince, John Elway, quarterback, the Super Bowl champions in Denver, and also built another as a GM of the Broncos. How valuable a resource is John Elway in your building? John is the most valuable resource for me because John, um, you know, John picks the players for me. And, you know, for a first for a first time head coach, in my opinion, again, that's the best uh, best setup for a first time head coach. You know, I don't want the responsibility of coaching the football team and ha- and having a final say on picking the players. I think John does a great job. His track record speaks for itself between his drafts and his free agent pickups over the years. He's been successful at it. It allows me to focus on coaching the football team, and that's what I'm good at. You know, so John's been great. He's, he's great to work for. He's great to work with. You know, I have opinions on personnel, and John listens. He wants to, he wants to acquire players that I want to coach. You know, even though he has the final say of the, of the players we pick, you know, he allows me the, the voice of, uh, of asking for what I want and giving it to me. Vance, any chance you could uh, start John Elway at quarterback? <laughs> I wish I could, guys. You know, you know, you know. Some of these, some of these young guys have no clue how good, you know, a player John Elway was. Ooh. I mean, John, John was a mix of I don't know Cam Newton and a mix of Peyton. I mean, he, I mean, he had a great arm. He had great legs. He was big. He was tough. He was smart. So I, I'm not sure how to describe John in a in the modern uh, quarterback era. I mean, he, <laughs> he was, was really he good. Was, he was a great athlete. <laughs> yeah. He was a great athlete. He had great size. He was a great competitor. He's tough to describe, you know, yeah. as a quarterback. But watching him play and being in camp with these guys for for a summer, I watched it up, you know, up close, and it's it was amazing, you know, watching John work every day. Thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it, and and best of luck with your new job. Really. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, you know, I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, that was Denver coach Vance Joseph. Coming up next, why former 49ers kicker Tommy Davis belongs in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.